I love microdosing. I love microdosing. Yesterday, I needed to go practice my drums and I popped a little microdose gummy and I'll tell you what happened. I drummed for about a good two hours. That's fabulous. Yeah. I was looking at our new roof, hoping that it wasn't going to leak and I got some anxiety about it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a gummy just to calm down so I can go to sleep and not worry about this. And I did and I had a great night's sleep and I woke up and there was no leak. I've noticed a change in you for the, a positive change. I like to hear that. Yeah. I feel like your mood is like very centered. I'm sleeping much better. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just that right amount of good. And you can get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com promo code pants. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com promo code pants for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com promo code pants. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're here, we're back. See, I have energy. Not missing a beat. I have to say that three weeks off, and I hope that we still have listeners. I don't know, but thank you for letting us have that because I feel like a new person. It was perfect medicine. Perfect. I don't know about you, but I was really, really burnt out. And from what, I'm not sure, but a lot, I just a lot of little things. Exhausted for yeah, the first exhausted. two weeks. And then I started to regain energy that last week. And by yesterday, I was like, or actually maybe by Saturday, I was like, all right, let's wrap it up. I'm over the holiday now. Right. You're ready to get back. Yeah. Like, let's take the Christmas tree down. Let's, you know, put the sweets away. Today. I'm doing that today. Let's look at our real clothes again. Let's move on. Yeah. I watched a lot of television which was so enjoyable. A lot of movies, a lot of Oscar movies. Yeah. I'm glad I got to Philly when I did. Oh, that's right. You went to Philly. I did, which feels like it was three months ago because so much has happened, yet nothing has happened at the same time. But uh -huh. I'm glad I went when I did because it seems that the day I returned back to LA is when the airlines just went chaotic and flights were getting canned and people were having to reroute their travel plans. And I know. I'm grateful I missed that by... A day. Yeah. Well, considering the last time you traveled in a big way was terrible, that this was good. When was the last time I traveled? It was terrible. Wasn't it with me? Oh, right. When we went yeah. to Nashville. So great for, you know, you deserved it is my point. I look at it like this. When you have a really bad travel experience, like what we had going to Nashville. You're owed one. Precisely. It's like yeah. it's air, it's airport karma. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we, we, we filled up the tank again with good airport karma. Good. So look out for your next trip. But I don't think it should be yo-yo so much like that. Like good trip, bad trip. Good. But hopefully it'll just be on a good run. That's how I'm going to yeah, think about it Yeah, but every once you. in a while you get the bad one. Once you get the bad one out of the way, you're like, okay, I've gotten that out of the way. Oh, and I And now see. I can have how a nice, looking at it. Okay. you know, experience for the next couple trips. That's okay. how I see it. Good. Yeah. I like that. I like yep. that. I have decided something hmm. and I've made a big change in my life and what? it already feels better. What? Well, so very often I would say to you and on this podcast that I hate hiking and it just was something I decided. Oh, right. It's just something I decided in my life. Like I hate hiking. And then I was listening to this book and it really is about what you say to yourself a lot about your life, mm -hmm. how you act in it. And mm -hmm. mostly I feel like I have a pretty good attitude, but you have a great attitude. But there were some things in my life, such as that one, that was pretty negative And just like I walled up this thing that I had no reason to do that. Really, it was just like a, it was a random thought I had one day or a decision I made. And I've stuck by it for so long that it's like, what am I holding on to? So 
not I'm not I didn't do the typical day of like the first of the new year. You're but really I did building the, this up. Well, it's a big deal to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big deal to me. So I just thought I, I just I felt like I needed to um just admit this that that or tell people that you can change like by just deciding something. So basically the day before New Year's on the on New Year's Eve day, I woke up. I said to Kim, I was like, I'm going for a hike. She was like, what? You should have seen the cats looked at me. Banjo, everyone looked at me like it's happening. I get in my truck and I drove myself to the bottom of a mountain. And Kate, I have gone every day since. I'm so proud of you. And when I got to the top, it was so pretty because, you know, we had torrential rains for like two weeks. It was the most gorgeous city I've ever seen. And I got to see a different perspective of Los Angeles, which was a nice thing to see. Because, you know, I'm down, I'm down low. So I was like, oh, my God, look at it up here. Did you take the route that we talked about? Yeah. Remember I how did. I explained to you the route that I do? Did you take that one? I did. You figured it out. I figured it out on the third one. I was like. It's nice, isn't it? It's like the perfect amount of time. Yeah. It was a perfect amount. It's two and a half miles, I also found out. So. The other thing I realized is I don't like the word hike, and I'll tell you why. And you know how I get hung up on words? Mm-hmm. Okay, so like words, I don't know, they mean a lot to me. So like when I think of a hike, I'm like, I'm not hiking. I don't have hiking boots on. I don't have a backpack. I don't have a walking stick. I don't have extra nuts in case I'm stranded. I'm just walking this hill in Los Angeles, like in the city. So I felt like it was really dramatic to be like, I'm hiking. Every time someone says it, I think it would make, it would irk me. So now I'm just going like I'm going on a walk and it just happens to be up a hill. Anyway, whatever gets you through the day, I'm just proud of you. <laughs> me too. I, um, my body's a, proud of me too, because I did need to move. I'm a new year, a new age. Yes. You had a birthday. I had a birthday. Wasn't some sort of milestone birthday or anything, but it was a really lovely day. And you know what makes a birthday special? Just getting texts and phone calls. That's it. Voice messages are my favorite. Yeah. I don't care about presents. I don't care about cake. Um, I certainly don't want to have a party, but I love getting texts and phone calls from my loved ones. That's all I care about. And I feel like a million bucks until I go to bed that night. Yeah, to feel the love. Yeah, that's it. And I got some really lovely messages from people that I wasn't expecting to get. And that just made it all the better. That's nice. Like people yeah. from your past that you haven't yeah, heard from? Just, yeah, just, yeah, absolutely. It just feels good. Yeah, feels good. Yeah. So it was great. And we were going to see each other, but then Omicron took over the world and we were yes, like, maybe we shouldn't. Yes, it did. But we did. But then I saw spend, you two days later. But I saw you two days later. We, but we were very diligent. We well, got we tested, got tested. Yeah. Then we got rapid tested because. Yep. Um, Anna, you guys some, brought over a kit just yep. to double down. Be like, I know and, you were okay two days ago, but how are you today? We were fine. And then we ripped our masks off and. Enjoyed an evening. We did. And, it was and then a great we ripped hot- our clothes off and we got in the hot tub. And, and we great. easily spent an hour and a half in that hot tub. We cooked. I was I was itchy the next day. I was like, oh my God, we really like, we were in oh, there I for a great. while. Yeah, no, it felt so good. What is it when you get into the hot water in a hot tub? They say it affects your kidneys or your liver. Which one is what? it? What? I don't know which one it is. Like you're like, they say like, oh, you don't want to spend oh, too no. much time in a hot tub after. I don't huh? think. You could have told me this before I installed it. No, relax, relax. We weren't, you know, sleeping the damn thing. It was just, you know, we we were in there for a a very, very long time. Okay, I'm going to look that up after because I don't want to. But it was fine because we get a little overheated. We'd sit on the edge. Yeah, then you sit on the edge. Yeah, it's chilly. Dip back in. Yeah. (laughs) FaceTime some people. It's such a new lifestyle. It was glorious. Oh, yeah, we FaceTimed all our family members. We had the best New Year's I've had. It was fantastic. And I don't like New Year's. It's amateur night, but that was... See, but maybe... The, okay, For as an example, you're saying something you've said forever. I have. You're right. And yeah, so I'm going to take a, a page one. out of your book. Okay. Well, it's not my... And I didn't write the book. It's... I'm, well, yeah, you did. Wrote you wrote it. the book as far as I'm concerned. You just talked about mm. it. Um, 
that's how I'm going to look at New Year's. Just having. You know, it's just be like, you never know. I've had some good know. ones. I've had some bad ones. Let's see what yeah. this year brings. I'm liking them better as I get older because I don't have that thing that you have when you're younger where you look at your group like you of friends and you're like, what are we going to do? Let's burn the midnight oil. What party? And it's always lackluster. It will never yeah. match it's the expectation you, you have. have. It, it's very... Um, 20s. Me, yeah. Always like my memory always gets put back into New York because when I was younger, that's where I lived. And it was always so cold that night and nothing was really ever fun because you built it up so much and you couldn't really decide. So I like this middle-aged approach to New Year's. I feel like middle, middle-aged middle in general is more your speed. It is. Yeah. Like you're kind of coming into yourself. Yeah. I still feel like a 15-year-old. Of course. I appreciate. The speed. Yeah. 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 It suits you. I think so. Yeah. So if you hear me, I'm, I might be telling you a lot of um, like bullet points from this book. Great. And so if it gets annoying, be like, okay. Let I'm me like, know. Or you can four. just say, hey, Kate, this is a great book. I'm going to send you the link. Or I could do that. <laughs> but uh, it's okay. I don't mind Leisha Haley's well, cliff I'm notes. I can take height. the cliff notes. It's like something. Yeah. Well, with our gorgeous catch up that we just had. Let's get down to business. Let's get down to business. So if you were with us when we last left you, last live left you, I guess, we were, had just begun recapping season two of the original L Word. We got through the very first episode. Then we had a three-week break. Sorry, the timing might have been a little goofy, but what are you going to do? This is pants. What's pants? And here we are. We're back. And today we're going to be recapping season two, episode two of the original L word called lap dance. I'm really grateful there was, um, when I watched it yesterday, there was a recap of the first episode and I never pay attention to them, but I'm, I did pay attention to it yesterday and I'm grateful they exist because honestly, I forgot what the hell happened in that first episode. Yeah. I watched it too. I was also grateful. It felt like Um, we watched it six months ago, but it was only, it did feel like that. Yeah. Not even a month, but. Again, so much yet. So That's why they do that happened. for people like us. Um, this was directed by Lynn Stopkovich. There's a K written, after the P. And written by Eileen Chaikin. Written by Eileen Chaikin. And the original air date was February 27th, 2005. I was like the year it was because, um, you know, it helps me put in perspective where I was. And, right. How old I was. Can you remember? Because your memory is terrible. You actually remember where you were February 27th, 2005? No, not the date. No, the year. The year. Sorry. You remember what you were doing in 2005? Yeah. What relationship was I in? Where you lived? What? Yeah. Who was I living with in Vancouver? What car was I driving that? Did I rent a car up there? Did I do? Because you and I would, we'd get in our cars sometimes, some years, some seasons, and we'd drive from Los Angeles to Vancouver in our cars. So we, frugal frannied and we didn't have to rent you know what i think that was great though it was the best thing ever i love a long road trip and we were together but separate yeah and we we um i don't even think i mean we had cell phones but like we why did we always want to we had no we didn't we had walkie talkies that's what i'm saying why which is so funny that really because they were more accessible so you didn't have to flip open your cell phone and dial the number and call you just had the walkie talkie yeah. Next to you. And we so were if you had something to say, and we, you'd, go, yeah. you'd say something and then, and then we'd get stop it immediately. along the way. And then everyone else would rent cars. And I always thought you're wasting a lot of money. You could have just driven your car up here. But I do that. I do frugal franny stuff like that. Yeah, I don't mind the frugal franny, but um, I also appreciated just the sort of just letting your mind go and driving up there. And, it's, and you know, you yeah, see the going environment get more job. and more beautiful the further north you get. And it's true. You know, and you have two days to do it. So you can really just let your mind wander. And yeah, get, you leave L.A. behind. You're like, OK. I'm, and then when you're driving home, it gets uglier and uglier and uglier as you're driving well, <laughs> back south because the environment's not as green. And then you get to, and in that, those two days driving back home, you get to kind of release what you just went through for the last six months like a restart either side. And also we would, um, before every season, we'd rent an apartment or something, you know? Yeah. And so like, I also liked putting 
my own stuff in my car. I didn't have to just show up with a suitcase and then, you know, go out to like Ikea and get sheets and get, you had to get, you know, like a coffee maker and you had to get all that bullshit. And this, this always gave me, I liked having my stuff. So I'd bring my stuff in my car. It was just like, you had your, it had a little bit of home in the seven months. It was nice. Yeah. But we didn't do it every year. No. There was the year I, think, I rented the old pickup. We could talk about was it that second another year? time. I think second year was maybe the last year we did that. Third year. Third year is when I got the old pickup. Yeah. Third year is when I think I rented a car. And got in that massive car accident. We'll, we'll save that because that's a, that's a story. <laughs> okay. So here we are. It's um, the cold open. Mendocino, California, 2003. Robin, who's um, Jenny's girlfriend, is in a tuxedo. She walks out of the church. We're getting Robin's backstory. Basically, long story short, she her she's about to get married and she finds out the woman she's about to marry is having an affair with the bridesmaid. In the during, I mean, right after the wedding, right after the vows and she's walking so out. The Robin's rice, getting, getting rice thrown in her face. And so there's I, no one next this is, to her. you know, to understand maybe why Robin is as Robin's in a funny need one. of a relationship. That's what Robin's she is. funny. It's like she's very U-Haul-ish, but very She's also very kind. There's nothing oh, to no, dislike about her. She, but there's a level of intensity, which it's a bit it's overwhelming. A little, it is, but for the right girl, it, she would be perfect. It could be great I think for, for the right Jenny, girl. It was the but worst to under, idea. But I kind of like that cold open because now we're understanding why she is like that. Because she too is traumatized and not fully healed from this. Yes, I would be. Because that would be only two years ago if we're going by the air date. To the time it says. I mean, you know, it's funny. You think of like Gen Q and like the two seasons it took to tell the Danny Sophie Finley story. And then in this, they were just like, let's get it done in a cold open. Right. Storytelling's interesting. Right. It can be 10 seconds or two seasons. Right. Okay. Then we're in the law office of the all time greatest person on the planet, Jane Lynch playing Joyce Wishnia, who's a very successful um, gay community uh, lawyer. Right? She does a lot for the... Oh, my God. What? I mean, there's... You meet a lot of people in this world, but when you meet Jane Lynch, you're changed. There's just something special. She did my chart. She's really into astrology. And Mm -hmm. she... And we used to, like, talk about astrology a lot. And I remember she did my chart, and I still have it. Um... Oh, that's cool. You still she have it. far from me, actually. Yeah. Um, anyway, loveliest her. woman on two legs. Um, so she's playing this baller lawyer. My favorite yeah, part and is she's when she's tossing and she's tossing yeah. uh, like little does she have a uterus and she has like those mm-hmm. Velcro ping pong balls that she's tossing. Uh-huh. It's exactly what's happening. Which I don't know who thought of that, but it's kind of brilliant. It's brilliant. She says everything in this this law office that we've so all many been people thinking. don't think about. <laughs> but we, no, but she actually says to Tina everything that I, when I was watching first th- season, was thinking about as well. Oh, see, I didn't, back in the day, that didn't register for me. But now having what? gone through like very long relationships. What didn't register just every, for you? Just, just what, what it means to me in such a like long, severe relationship where you, you're so in love. You, nobody's thinking about you know, property ownership or uh, how you mix money or who pays for what or how it's, mm-hmm. and just that Bet had all the control over Tina. But Tina's like, oh, well, Bet, no, but it's ours. And, just, and, and then Joyce well, the is problem like, with well, Tina not is really. That she doesn't have any autonomy. And well, she doesn't have any rights. She has no, but she Bet doesn't have anything, is the point. That's like, what she I'm has, saying. But no, right. And so that's oh, what Joyce is telling her. Arguing. She's like, you need autonomy. Like, this is what I'm here for. Like, you, did you give up your career? Like she asked, she says when she's going through the checklist, she says, oh, you gave up your career. Am I correct to be with Bet? And that right. kind of says everything. Yeah. And she's like, did you, did you make a, a, a happy home and cook for her and clean and, and, you know, I think she did put flowers around the house. Yes, I did. I mean, these are all the things like in a straight relationship that a woman walking away in a divorce has all the rights to. And back then when you couldn't get married, this probably happened to like, 8 billion gay people that mm-hmm. were like, but we were together for 10 years. And it's like, well, sorry to tell you, but nothing's in your name or nothing's, 
I mean, it kind of breaks your heart. She does say she says you gave up your career on uh, at uh, on, on at Bet's request, and Tina mm-hmm. says yes. Oof, red flag. Yeah, she's like Bet didn't want me to help pay the mortgage. She's like, well, everything's right. in Bet's name. Autonomy, autonomy is interesting. So it's just important. interesting, especially now that we can get married. Um, just it was it's pretty telling at the, like the the era, right? And especially before this era, like just I don't know. The no rights thing. Okay, then more importantly, we're back at the coffee shop. But when I was watching that yeah. scene, what, well, we, the, there is no coffee shop. There's a shot of the two of us walking down the street because the planet's closed, and our last remaining hope is this spot called Nirvana Bean. Which it's like is, we're two we're two lost souls without coffee. It's like and, we, it's like we can't we don't know what to do with ourselves. Yeah, and I had two thoughts <laughs> when this scene popped up. I completely forgot about it. The first one was, those were my personal sunglasses. And I wonder what happened okay. to them because I liked them a lot. And the second one was, I can't hear anything that we're saying because that music in the background is so loud. I couldn't make out dialogue. It was something oh, about- was it the talking, talking, talking? I don't know. Stuff? It was some punk rock version of, of oh. the theme song. And it was at, it, it's much higher than the the dialogue. So- for the life of me, I couldn't tell you what we were talking about. I just heard something about a lawsuit. Yeah, I was telling you that Tina, uh, that that I hooked Tina up with Joyce Wishnia because I thought she needed guidance and help. And you were like, that's kind of severe. And I'm like, well, you know, I forget what I said, but it was something in that vein. Basically, I, oh, you're like you and your best of lists. I was like, she's the best lawyer. The bigger part of the, the, the story here is that is we, the we go to closed. a new coffee. Yeah, the plan is closed. We need coffee. We go to this place. You're confused. It's like you've never been in a coffee shop before. I know. And then Tanya and Dana show up. Tanya orders for Dana. I hate it. And. Well, it's interesting watching this episode. The theme throughout the entire episode is autonomy, right? Like you see it with Tina going through the stuff with Bet. You see it with Jenny later on with Robin. You see it with. Shane with the Carmen a little bit. Like, it's just like the underlying theme is autonomy. And on the opposite side of that is you have Dana and Tanya who have no autonomy. Exactly. And it irks me. It's irking me as I watch it. And I know what happens. But also, Tanya still remains my number one favorite character. She's amazing. Amazing. Effective completely. Uh, Okay, hold that thought. We'll be back in a minute. Okay, then we're at the uh, best picture cars. I'm glad that Ivan's friend, um, that cute drag king is back. Oh my God, Dax is so cute. Dax should have been more of a regular character. Yeah, that actor was um, was uh, one of our more rel- was one of more of our consistent uh, mm-hmm. background players a lot of Recurring, the time. Recurring, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just thought Dax would have been the a great- nicest person. I want. Da- I wish. I wish Dax was around more. That's what I'm saying. We're saying this. Yeah, we keep we keep sounding like we're arguing, but I'm realizing we're getting we're agreeing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, Dax says that Ivan has a a cabin in Idlewild, which I thought, oof, that not so good now because yeah. a lot of Idlewild burnt down. But I respect Ivan recently. for his uh for his uh business um acumen. Yeah. yeah, just and very, also, like, like, I'm going to invest. Like, exactly. He owns this this spot with the cars. He owns a piece of property in Idlewild. Say what you want. Guess but. who else knows that? Kit does because Kit, and here's what I'm wondering. How did, huh. what, how, I don't know. I've, I've never asked anyone for money. I don't, it just to ask someone for $50,000 seems like a big jump to anybody. Like, even if I came to you, I'd be like, you're not going to believe it. I don't but think I need $50,000. Desperate times come for desperate measures because why that can't Ivan? swing it. And also it's a business investment. You'll get it. The intention is you're good at back. Problem is with a restaurant, that's such a very, it's a very challenging um, uh, line of work that mm-hmm. it's kind of hit or miss, but well, he will get the money back. It's not a Christmas present. No, I know he will. I'm just saying, I think... It, 
I just didn't, I guess I haven't seen when Kit and Ivan just, it feels very comfortable to be like, here's my business plan. She's desperate. Who's she going to go to, Shane? She can barely rub two nickels together. Like, no, like nobody else has, nobody else in the world has that kind of money. Not in this world. You're right. Um, Right. Ivan has a business. Okay. I get it. Thanks. I needed that help. Then we're at CAC. Um, Is she looking, is Bet looking for an apartment for her or Tina? Yes. Yes. What, What is it? No. Oh, sorry. For Tina. Because basically in this, she's, in this she's crashing on breakup, Alice's basically couch. A, it's a breakup, right? It's, it's, they weren't married because you couldn't be. So it's like they're breaking up, but is uh, trying to help Tina find a place to live because they're not going to live under the same roof. And this is her way of like, I'm going to take care of her by renting her either a month to month or a six month lease. So she has somewhere to go because at this point, she's only sleeping on Alice's couch. So it so is for is, Tina. Yeah. And then she's like, I'm not going to put her in the valley. Which, of course, I take offense to, but. And then we come to the second great guest star of the I episode. I know, it was loaded. Loaded. We go to a classroom. God Jenny's damn. taking a writing class or she's trying to Funniest. submit her work for oh. a writing class. It's one of, I think she's actually there to see if she can get into this writing class. And her professor is Sandra Bernhard. Sandra Bernhard, who. I know I just went on about Jane Lynch, but this is another person that I'm just completely and utterly in awe of. Um, you and I got to know her through this time. And yeah. she's so, God, what is she's so like incredible. She's just like this, she's full of life. She's so funny and witty. She's, I think and it's, smart. you know, I'm going to say it like this. She's very yeah. present. Yeah. And with that sort of, in the moment, yeah. presence, uh, captivating, and yeah, fucking she's just funny. like a she's like an icon. Okay, I'm gonna go and there. Honest. She's a she's has icon. that real East Coast. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just saying it the way I see it. Yeah, like you could call today. Hi, honey. You know, Hi. be like no, and then just right into whatever you like. Yeah. Just real and earthy, but like genius. Yeah. Anyway, we were really pulling the fucking guest stars back in the day. Like We really were pulling the guest stars. Oh, my stars. God. I mean, it was like a one-two punch. I was like, whoa, in one episode, we get both of them? Yeah. Amazing. Especially, I think more come around this season, too. Bring and it next on. season. Eventually, they, they began to taper off. But uh, for these next two seasons, I believe. This is when they started. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I also appreciate the... Um, the uh, the violin reference. I thought you'd like that. I was. I thought that was. I forgot too. that it was there. Eileen threw. I did, an, I did too. Uh, ode to the Menig violin heritage. Yeah, Thank I you. know it was amazing. Um, Sandra. So basically, uh, the 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 writing prompt was the hunter and the hunted, and then Jenny. Um, we go into visions of Jenny as a child running through a circus, being chased by boys. Well. Sandra's character is basically saying what I think all of us have been thinking from day one about Jenny's writing. What? It, what is it? She just slams it. Oh, I know. Yeah. You know, we've well, all been like, trying to better. decipher, you know, uh, what her fantasies are, are from the beginning. And Sandra's like, I don't get it. And then we cut yeah, she's to. Like, it's too literal. You right. need to turn it into Is fiction. it literal? I don't know if it's literal. Well, we don't know yet. We're getting to know Jenny's past. Well, I got nothing for the fantasy, Alicia. I'm sorry, because it made no sense. Made exactly, because no we don't know yet. We don't know yet. It's a little blurb and it's over. And then do we, we're, do we then really we're at, need to know? Like, do we really need to know? I mean, I don't I really mean, need to know. Okay. And I'm saying this is someone who loves Jenny. I've loved Jenny since 2003. Well, we, we were, were shooting huge for Jenny season. lovers and Mia lovers. You just don't want the black, you know, like a black and white really flashback. I the fantasies. Mm. Are they fantasies or I just don't know. memories? We don't know. Just give her a minute. <laughs> give her a minute. Wow. Be open. <laughs> okay, then here we go. We're at a music video shoot with the band The Organ. Which was a Canadian band that we discovered because of the show. Who were so, they were so great. And their music is amazing. And yeah. what happened to the band? I don't know. That's a very classic thing with any band, but. We had their album. Yeah. We used to listen to it in the car. That song. 
It's so good. It's so good, but that's not their only good song on that album. It was a great They were shitting hits on that album. They were all great. I know. They were great. And also just adorable. Didn't you meet the lead singer at one point? Yeah, I was on on a a ferry. I was on a ferry going from somewhere to somewhere in Vancouver, as you do. You know, that's what you do up there. Yeah. And um, a water taxi. Yeah. And and yeah, the lead singer came up. Anyway, great band. Great, great band. Great people. Um, And also great opening shot, too, because you're trying to figure out what is this? It's also like a window into like what I think happens this season, which a lot of music starts to show up. Okay, so more importantly, Carmen is the PA on this video shoot set and you show up. This is my favorite. I died. I laughed. You show up, you're like, hey, I'm really sorry about the other night. She's like, hey, it's okay. Hold on. Just give me a minute. (laughs) You're like, you know, just, it's just who I am. It's just, you know, I can't. She's like, yeah, yeah, no, I get it. You can't have a relationship. You go, you go, (laughs) fuck off, Shane. You can still fuck. (laughs) And she goes, okay. Oh, God, truly. Carmen has her shit together. She's so impressive. What conversation was that? I don't know. Is that real? Do people talk? Does that happen? No, no one talks like that. And if someone ever spoke like that to me, I'd turn around and walk away and never see them again. (laughs) But we could still fuck. I just really admire Carmen. Like, what a catch. You always see her working. You're the only, Shane's the only one who doesn't see it yet. I mean, you will. We know that. But my God. (sighs) I can understand why everyone loved Carmen when when Carmen came on. I get I'm going to make that like my And I can also re- understand why everyone for- was so angry by what happens at the end of third season. Okay, don't jump though because I'm not I'm not I'm just saying it's like in the it. time when we were filming it, we were in it, you know. We didn't it mm-hmm. was but now with all this sort of time and perspective, you guys, I get it. Oh, you're apologizing? Publicly apologizing I'm not right apologizing, now. I'm but I'm I'm acknowledging. It's like I get I'm it. I'm on your side. Annoyed viewers. I get it. Yeah. I'm with you. But we could still have sex. Oh my God. I'm going to start saying that to like anything anybody says. Like, Mm -hmm. do you want pizza tonight or sushi? We still have sex. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. In the middle of all this, so you guys start having sex. Um, and no, then no, no. I think getting, they're just making out getting, and then she gets a PA okay, call and she has it's to a go. PA call for a new battery. Um, oh, and she also says, oh, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go with my friends tonight. I can't hang out. My friend needs a lap dance. She's like, I can give you a lap dance. There's a little foreshadowing. Okay. Then we're up at the cabin in Idlewild. Kit shows up with her business plan. She needs 15 minutes. Ivan's still really pissed off about what happened. Don't you think Ivan, this is my thought. Okay. Ivan has his boundaries. I respect that. He's still super generous for even entertaining to hear what Kit has to say. But aside from all that, I thought, I bet Ivan has a great vintage boot collection. Oh, for sure. I agree with you. Like you'd open his closet and there would would be this array of boots that you could only find at very well curated Mm -hmm. shops in LA that cost thousands of dollars that you covet. And he just has them that he broke them oh, all in for himself. Sure. Yeah. Like the cars, but yeah, for the, for the feet. I'd love to rummage through Ivan's closet. That's all I got well, for sadly, that scene. Yeah. Okay. That's a good thought though. I like it. Um, back at the classroom. <laughs> this is <laughs> what? <laughs> well, we're about, we already told the classroom thing. Like no, basically, no, 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 no. The well, this like, is something again with the L words warp sense of time. This all is happening in one day because we haven't seen night yet. It's all one day and everyone's in the same. Jenny's still in the same clothes. So now we're back at Tanya uh, and Dana's. Well, Dana's old lady condominium. and But her hair looks fabulous. Her hair looks great. Tanya's over by the little bar cart. And she's like, we have to um, tell the parents that we're engaged. Right. And if she just wears her hair in a ponytail, she'll do all the rest. Then we're back at Alice's apartment. We're in Alice's apartment. And by the way, Tina's the worst house guest. Horrible. I was like, my God. 
Who raised her? Like, I understand your you're having a hard time, but who does that? It was like and an explosion. Charges in. No, this is later. This is no. later. No, you're, you're cleaning up <gasps> her crap. Does. And then the door gets, and the door then there's a knock rang. on the door yeah, and you knock. open the door and Bet comes barging she into comes the apartment. In. We really, Bet and I, this is like our second scene. We were very contentious with each other. I didn't remember that at all until I watched the show again. Because remember, we had that little scene at the coffee shop where she's like, I just fucked up, Alice. And I'm like, yeah, well, Tina's hurting. Well, I'm like very is, protective. You know, Bet charges into this house and super self-righteous. And, and, and she's going at you because you're the one who told Tina to go see this lawyer. And well, first she's like, she's seen a lawyer. And I'm like, I told her to. And she's like, right, are you fucking exactly. kidding me? And then she loses yeah. it. And you're like, well, what do you want, Bet? She doesn't have anything of her own, which says exactly. everything. No, I love the protection. I love, I love that Alice is stepping up for her friend. I just don't remember this like butting of heads that we had. I mean, who knows if it'll last? We'll see. But I was watching that saying, don't apologize, Alice. Because you're apologizing. You're like, I'm sorry, Bet. I'm just trying to help her. Like she doesn't have anything of her own. Like I think I, and, and lawyers, I'm just like, girl, don't apologize. Scare people. Yeah. And I mean, then, maybe you know, Bet starts much? acting shitty to you, which I then get very um, angry about because I hate seeing people being mean to Alice, especially when you've done nothing wrong. You're being a good friend. It's not either or like you can still love Bet and help Tina. Well, also, Tina doesn't realize that she has no leg to stand on at this point. So it's sort of up to her friends to be like, yeah. And also she's in she's my crashing house. at your apartment apartment. And <laughs> it says I everything. I know. I know you would it's think just, after all those years. Like, damn you, Bet. Don't speak to Alice Bet like to, that. She's also relying on Bet to get her an apartment. She can't even get an apartment for herself. Is she relying on Bet to get her apartment or yes. is Bet trying to do that for Kate. her? No, With, she wouldn't. This is the point is that you kind of could get spit out of these relationships with nothing and there was nothing you could do about it. I think that's what the story is telling. No, of course, of course. But that I understand. It was, I'm just wondering, was it Bet's idea to get Tina a place or did well, Tina- Well, she still needs, she's relying on Bet still to do this because she can't, she quit her job. She has nothing. She let it, she let everything go for this relationship. And now that it's over- Right. She still well, needs to rely on That's what on I was just saying a minute or two ago. Rental. That's what I was just saying a minute or two ago when you're when Alice says to Bet, she doesn't have anything of her own, and I'm trying to yeah. help her out. Right. And Bet is getting all worked up because God forbid you betray Bet by helping well, Tina. Is, I wouldn't have to get a lawyer if you realized the situation and had more like empathy and really worked on this, you know, dissolving of this relationship together. And not so self-righteous and like, she's not even realizing that Tina has nothing. I think that's the thing. And it's like, the reason she needs a lawyer is because of these things that you're not seeing. Like, I'm like in the scene right now, I'm all, I'm all mad again. Well, I just, I don't like seeing Alice being spoken to like that. Thank you. Well, if Shane was there, she would have. Oh, please. Shane with something. her like one word thing. That sucks. You'd be like, well, you guys could still have sex. Huh? <laughs> huh? No, you're adorable in this episode. You say a lot of really sweet things. Okay. Really? Yeah. You. Yes. You're oh, the only, okay. only one who has sort of understanding like, uh, for Beth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not you looking for any sort of explanation as to how great Shane is in this episode. I'm genuinely asking, really? Because uh, the things that I heard were, that sucks. <laughs> Stop. You make me laugh now. Okay. So then, so then we're at... Um, we're we're still at Dana's little booby apartment and the parents are over. So I guess they've had some sort of 180 because last time we saw them, they were disowning Dana. Dana's dad looks like John McCain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yep. Good one. Thank you. Okay. I was proud okay, of myself. I gave myself a pat on the back last night. So they're toasting to Dana's sponsorship. Um, Tanya made... Sharon's favorite drink, which I thought was really funny. I always love the details. Um, Tanya's read The Art of War because she knows yeah. how to go in. Conquer. And conquer. And mm -hmm. she does the whole spiel about she was once, uh, she wants their, uh, their blessing to get married. And of course the parents, you know, resist and suddenly they, well, they, they need their, their usual blessing. conservative Republican reaction to their gay daughter. But they need their blessing or they really like it. Right. 
And Tanya's like, oh, well, let me tell you the story. And she says a story how she almost married a man. And she does it in a way that pulls at their heartstrings. She, and he got on his knee and you think he's going to say something. You, and he said, will you please you, not marry me? Yes. It's fantastic. But at the end, I don't know if anybody caught this. And this is why Alice has such a hard time with Tanya. She doesn't trust her. Is that when they hug as a family and she knows that she just won them over and got their acceptance. She does like a like an evil eye thing. To who? To not to the camera, but like to herself. Like I got him. Uh, like basically, I don't. I don't believe that her story was true. Oh, probably not. No, but she knows she how just, to play it. She knows how to play yeah. it. And for that, There's I have to, to respect her. She's just out to get Dana a ring on Dana's finger. She climber. She Hollywood climber. We're gonna take a break. We'll be back in a minute. Okay, we're back at Nirvana Bean. This is now the new place we have to get coffee. I think at, that, that I'm worried about Dana getting a prenup. This is Tina fucking Marble Mouth, McCutch- Marble Mouth McCutcheon once again. She's saying when Tina's explaining why she needs to meet this lawyer, why it would, why it would behoove her, all Shane says is, poor butt. Really? <laughs> would you stop? Kate, I can't help that these are the lines you were given. <laughs> And either. I think but deep down, here's my theory. I think it's still deep, deep down, Shane doesn't want the natural order of her friendships to, you know, change. Change. And so the peacemaker is trying to maintain some level of normalcy so the world doesn't flip upside down. Oh, that's, I like, that's a great way to look at it. And also, you know, we've always said what we love about the show is these you know, eight characters. How many were were there of us? There was like 15 at one point. Okay. Right now there's eight. There's that we were all, you know, different classes, different races, different economic places in our lives. Like, but we were all best friends. And that's what was so great about it. So you are important in this group because even though you only say three things sometimes, you're, you keep you you keep the glue. You know how we all we've always said Alice is kind of like the nucleus of the friend group because mm-hmm. I it, I don't like I'm a little bit of the glue, but you're a different glue. Yeah. You know, I'm like a wood glue, and you're like an Elmer's glue. Like you need you need we need Shane. Without Shane, this still that like the ecological system of this would be thrown off. Yeah. Agreed. So everyone, don't, everyone don't has slam their it. part. Say again. Don't slam it. Don't slam it. I'm just acknowledging oh. the obviousness that's on your screen. A lot today. <laughs> I'm not slamming it. Okay. Anyway, um, Tina's there with uh, Tina's necklaces. Can I just have five bad. minutes with this? They're pretty bad. I didn't mention it, but in the opening scene when she's in the lawyer's office, it's like a, it's like trinkets. It's like ten thousand trinkets on her neck, and then. Even if she has a button-up shirt on, like she, like a suit, like you'd wear under a suit, there's still a a choker necklace with a big bulbous ornament of some sort, and she always has one. Yeah. In every scene, it's like she buys her jewelry at the Atlantic City Boardwalk. <laughs> You nailed it. Thank you. I, yeah, I just don't, but it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily go all the time with what her outfit is. It's just, but there it is. There's yeah. always the thing. It's an odd character choice. I don't understand. Okay. We should have Laurel on to discuss. Maybe she thinks the same thing. Anyway, moving on. We are with Jenny and Robin and they're getting ready. They're sitting on uh, Jenny's front steps and they're getting ready. Well, Robin is prepping Jenny because they're on their way to meet Robin's friends for the first time. And so Jenny's trying to get the name straight. Who's with who? Bup, bup, bup. That can happen a lot of We've time. We've been and there. Yeah. With, you know, when you're meeting a group of. Uh, a group of any group. Yeah. It's like, who does just, what? What's their name? Who's What's who? And whose kid name? is that? Yeah. And who yeah. used to date? And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, so then they arrive at the party and it's a house full of lesbians that are. With children. With children, they, it seemed like they've been together forever. They're all um, in domestic partnerships. And this, I mean, I have to be with Jenny on this. Me I'm too. Like, the baby like, lesbians. We really want to see intense. Robin in that tux again. And All you know, they want to do is talk about children. 
and marriage. Children and, and marriage and that's fine. That's that's fine. Like live your life if that's what you're into. But um It felt very pressury. Yeah. And Jenny saw, uh oh, this isn't any the inkling of who I am as a person. This or isn't even sparking, ready for. Ready for, interested in. Uh oh. I see what Robin is looking for. I've known people like that in my past. And you get around them and and you're just and and you're like, uh, uh. Oh. Have you done that? I've, I've especially with like the baby thing, like when <laughs> where like there are certain people that only talk about having children. I have a pretty healthy relationship or boundary with my friends with babies, like our kids. They know it's not, they just know me and they know like it sure, only goes so Your friends far. do, but you've been around people that maybe you wouldn't consider your friends. Like, like, Oh but, yeah. Strangers. Where, but you, but like, or, or acquaintances that you see, you know, once in a while. And every time you see them, all it is is talking about babies or having babies, or trying to have babies, or you should have babies or freeze your eggs or do that. Or da, da, da. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, of course, you know what I, you, you've been in that I circumstance. I know I have. And yeah. um, I want to want to I want to run away screaming. Right. You're the Jenny. The moment I see that they're there. Yeah. If I were Robin, which I'm nothing like Robin, but I would I wouldn't have brought Jenny to that, I don't know, but I guess it's her friend. I don't but know. But she's on that level, so she doesn't think there's anything wrong. Think I think later yeah, she has right. a wake up call, but she's like, "This is what we. This is my energy field." Yeah, here are my people, and that would have been her. My if tribe. her, if her, you know, wife didn't do what they did in that teaser. That was well, the life she her was. Wife leading obviously to. wasn't into it either. No. Um. Okay, so. Then we were back at Nirvana Bean and Alice and Dana lean in closely to each other. They're having that hard, they're having a hard time with um, their rules of no attraction. Rules of unattraction. Yeah. So they, they. Um, I wish this scene wasn't so short. I'd like to see that tension build some more because it's very. It kind of happens in fits and starts. I'd like it to does. just well, have you like, and I had this. Remember, we realized it second season we had because hmm. you had this with Carmen. Your scene, hmm. the the we can still have sex scene was broken up in two scenes. So I remember hmm. that we used to like even if you read the script, it would be like pages. And then our characters had like, I'm going to say like a half a page. So like the point was made very quickly. It was like in and out, in and out. It was like. Quick I, snippets. We were I snippets. Get it, but I get it. But we're talking about Alice and Dana, two characters we've known since the pilot. And I would have liked, I would have, I, I would have preferred less of certain things and more of this, if this is going to be a significant development and story. Right. I want to see that build. I want to see all that weird nuance and I know unspoken stuff. So you feel it when you're watching it. So it makes you more. You know, I know. I remember they, they? feeling this that second season that we all kind of became aware that we didn't have a lot of screen time. So when we had it, I remember it was sort of like, all right, we got to really pack a punch here. But there's only so much of a punch you can pack. I know. But like we did what we could when we were given it. Right. That's okay. my critique for that. Okay. And now we're back at Jenny's house. They've left Robin's party and respect to Jenny. She speaks her truth and basically says, great. you know what, Robin? Thanks, but no thanks. You're lovely, but I'm not ready for this. I need to be alone. And Robin's like, was it because I introduced you to my friends? And she's like, "It." I mean, in a nutshell, she's like, yeah. And but Jenny was honest. She's she was honest. She's being what completely honest. What a communicator honest. in this scene. I was proud of her. What a hard hard conversation to have with somebody yeah especially if you like them and it's going well and you just see that you see the future that you know I was just with a friend today on my walk and people you know dating now can like you can have like a quick FaceTime with someone before like this you know for the whole online dating world like mm -hmm. before you go on a date you get it's almost like a pre-interview and you can ask the hard questions 
on these FaceTimes now to even be like, should I even go have coffee with this person? Which I was like, wow, people wow. are really communicating differently now. Like, how do you feel about your job? Do you want children? Right. Like, let's just knock it out before I go get my car. Sounds and like, great. You know? Sounds great. So Jenny kind of was like ahead of her time. She's like, I see what you want. It's nothing that I want. So let's stop. Well, Jenny, for the first time, is taking some autonomy. Yeah. And Robin could learn a thing or two from Jenny because I think Robin needs it more than she thinks she needs as well. Because she's obviously traumatized and projecting all of that onto poor Jenny. Well, she and, leaves the house and we hear the U-Haul truck start well, no, but Robin she also drives goes away. Too, but Robin goes too far. She's That's like, oh, I'm so saying. you sleep with people and then you make them fall in love with you. And it's like, no, she's actually just being honest and she's being really nice about it. And she's telling you now. So before it gets more difficult as time goes on. Yeah. Jenny's I love saying that. Jenny. Like, we'll just get more involved and it'll it's going nowhere. So what are we doing? Bye, Robin. Okay, then we're at Mandaret Chinese Cafe, which I was like, oh my God, Mandaret. I forgot all about it. It made me I, want to go there this week. I still I order like, from Mandaret to this day. I haven't been there in like 10 years, but we, I can't the, wait to go this week. Our routine when we're in town uh, for Christmas in LA, which is very oh, often, Chinese is Christmas. we get yeah. Chinese food from Mandaret. That's a Haley thing. We do that too. It's incredible. Um, we didn't do it this year, but they have the well, best green was, beans in LA. I really recommend the ginger so great poached dishes. green beans. I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them this week. Anyway, Bet drives up in her convertible. We're inside. I remember loving this camera shot. We shot that actually in Mandaret. We, this is yeah, when we, went, we were down in L.A. For the we, two this weeks. is when we were in uh, L.A. for about a week in August of filming, shooting all of that location stuff. Yeah. And they put the camera on the Lazy Susan. Yeah. And flipped it around. And they're like, whoever has a line. Like rotate the lazy Susan to yeah. face you. Yeah, for the camera. So like we all like basically we knew the order of our lines and like you would just. And we come to learn thing. that Dana's never had a lap dance and Tanya's taking it upon herself to teach her, which is beyond creepy. Tina has only slept with one woman, Bet. which is Bet, and Shane has picked up on the fact that there's something going on between Dana and Alice, and almost chokes on. Yeah, you finally really, really are like puts okay. it all together. You put it all and together. And then Beck shows up and it face. turns out Bet is just coming in to order a pickup. And I really hope Bet ordered the General Stow's chicken because it's fucking incredible. Well, Bet walked out with the biggest bag of She always does. Food. She's always going off to feed like Kit in the kitchen and talk about things. It was things. the biggest but bag of food. I was like, what did she order everyone, and for who? Everyone is having an awkward moment when we notice her. And then Shane runs out and as she gets in her car... Once again, Shane. Well, before you go, before you go to the Shane part, which I thought was adorable, there we've all been there with the, the like picking of sides in these breakups. Yeah. You're like, ugh, and then you get busted with the side you picked, and someone's at the restaurant. Like I was like, I was always very into those, um, like very, uh, what do I want to call it? like classic lesbian scenarios that the L word would put on television, and that's one of them. The choosing sides. Well, it's like the group of friends helping the one friend and then the ex walks in and sees it. And it's like, oh, great. Right. So and Shane is resembling Tina. that one friend who is trying to, you know, straddle the fence straddle. between both. And Shane, with all of her pearls of wisdom, run out to bed, who's almost in tears and feeling horrible and says, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Words of wisdom. And Beth's like, yeah, this is like when you get. Yeah. Thanks, Shane. Okay. Um, but, but I get still, it because she's you, you know she's the, the one time. who's most she's the one who's most accepting of people's flaws. She is the most empathetic. Yeah, you can't you cannot throw stones. She's always tapped into the underlying roots of why people do the things because you that understand they do. pain and you're like I'm the last person I'm going to be. And the she sums it up with very Judy. simple phrases like this, this sucks. sucks. Well, anyway, back in Vancouver, we're at the strip club because we shot this strip club brandies. In Vancouver. No, it wasn't Brandy's. Oh. We shot, it was in a strip club. I remember it was uh, underneath an overpass. Mm, lovely. Yeah, it was um, charming. But I so, think it's supposed to be Jumbo's Clown Room, which is a iconic yeah. uh, strip club in Hollywood. Am yeah. I right? Probably. I mean, I, I don't think. think so. Okay. Um, I have a pair of like Ray-Ban sunglass lenses hanging from my ears, which I was like, what the, what are you talking about? What the hell are those? Oh, the earrings. Yeah. Yeah. 
the hell are those? Sorry. I look like. I like did my um, glasses break and they popped out and I'm like, I'll just put them in my ears. I look like um, doing, uh, I came back, I, I look like I'm dressed up as the lead singer from Green Day. So don't worry. <laughs> we all have something. So Tanya is one of those people that goes to a strip club and gets really turned on and is like, let's be like sexy together. She's one and of those she girls. can't even give Dana the autonomy just to sit there and enjoy the dancing. No, it's and about them. She it's has like, to take over and give Dana the, the money to put into the girl's underwear and she has to make it a thing. And that creeps me out with couples. Like in, they exist. The couples that have to do everything together. Uh-huh. Like uh, always has creeped me out. So I know it's creepy. It still creeps me out. And, since the dawn of time. And that's why autonomy is important. Okay. Everyone. Oh, you're now you're bringing in the lesson. Everyone, I said it from the very beginning. Important. This episode no, is about autonomy, is. and no, I know. I'm a you're huge fan that. of autonomy. Yeah, you need to have it. Okay, then Alice goes to the bathroom. Dana comes in. There, it's like they can barely keep themselves apart from each other. And then Tanya bursts in. I really liked how he separated and looked natural. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, it was great. It was good. And then Tanya goes between us. Dana and Tanya act more like sisters. You notice their energy field? I didn't notice that. Because you rush out and then Tanya's like, I she's have like, to pee. On, and, she like, pee. and she's like going into the stall and Dana's well, like, like, I'll they, go. And she goes, no, come Oh, in. I took that as like the couple that has to do everything together. Like, no, they it, even it's have like to sisters. It, like it morphs into this weird sort of codependent sibling thing. Well, it it's, becomes unsexy. No shit. They do everything together. Then we walk out and... And then Shane's with a stripper and has this very random conversation. Well, we always have to imply that everybody wants Shane. Yes, exactly. And the stripper is the third person party to remind everyone that. But it's random. Well, she went, she walked by you and you caught her eye. I mean, it's not that random. She's like, ooh, interesting and cute. Well, I thought it was random. I understand the purpose. Um, Then you grab me and you're like, what the hell is going on? And then I'm like, okay, we kissed. Yes. So now I know that you know. Yes. And Tina and, is getting a... Uh, oh, this, la- this... Can I tell you, I had a confusing moment with this one. Sure. Yeah. So Shane and Alice look over. Tina's getting a lap dance. And you go, do you notice something? And I'm like, yeah, she looks like Bet. I thought this morning, because I watched this at 6.15 a.m. By the way, the L word so is not sorry. a morning <laughs> show. 6.15? <laughs> Like, because I had to get on my hike and I was like, I got to bang this out before. So I'm like, it's dark outside and I've got it on my computer and I'm watching it with a cup of coffee. And then when Kim comes downstairs after she wakes up, like I was like, oh, hey, I'm just watching Laurel masturbate. Like I was like, like, not your morning television. Anyway, I thought you and I were talking about Tina, that we thought Tina looked like Bet. And I was like, what? I didn't get it. And I was looking at Tina. I was like, well, her hair is pulled up. She doesn't have a button up oh, shirt on. Were, oh, oh, no, no, We were no, talking no. about the stripper. It occurred to me later. I was like, oh, here's what I stripper thought. looked like Bet. Here's my thought. I didn't think that stripper looked anything like Bet or resembled <laughs> well, that's, anything that's like That's why it didn't occur to me because I'm like, I just went right to Tina. Like, she does look very also, businessy today, is that I guess. A, is yeah. that like, would you want to do that? If you're in Tina's position, would you want to get a lap dance? From a stripper? Well, subconsciously, who looks like maybe the person she didn't realize that you're she her. destroyed over. Also, I don't think you would like here's a, you know, just, you know, for future for, you know, uh, there's a future bit of wisdom. Don't try to solve heartbreak with a lap dance. It's not going to work. <laughs> Call I me like crazy. I like your pearls of wisdom today. But um, everybody do not solve heartbreak with a lap dance. But why would you want a lap dance from... Uh, Someone from, who looks like your ex? Yes. Depends how fucked up you are. Well, we come or to hurt. see that Tina's fucked up and that her heart, yeah, well, that her anger is and her and her and her and her, the, the venom that has been, you know, pushing her along so far is now up. starting to morph into heartbreak and yeah. profound sadness. Okay. Then we're at the planet very early in the morning. Bet and Kit are waiting for Count. I think Bet and Kit. It's that Freedy same night. We're, 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 that's hmm? it's that same night. It's not the okay, next day. Okay, night. Sorry, night. It's that same night. I think and she takes over... the Chinese food over to the planet. No, to talk she with Kit. housed it on the porch, her front porch. Later, 
because we saw it. It's like it all the, the boxes porch. were all the boxes were open behind oh, her. Oh, really? I'll pull up the clip. Yeah. Anyway, they're waiting for the, Marina's father to show up to hand over the ownership of the planet into Kit's hands. It's an exciting night for Kit. She's got the 50,000. Nope. Well, no, she doesn't because Ivan comes right. in this looking like Axel Rose and saves the day. He gives yeah. her 50 grand. He says, I'm going to be your silent partner. I really don't want anything to do or anything with this, but I want no you to strings. have it. So Ivan with his boundaries are saying, I want to help you. Goodbye. And I think that's the last we see of him. I think so. Yeah. Um, and so now she has the money. Marina's quote unquote father shows up who looks like Count Dracula. Mm-hmm. And... Um, mm-hmm. We come to learn, I think the biggest, you know, mic drop well, of the episode is-, is not that this man, Count Dracula, is her father, but it's her husband. Mm-hmm. For eight years. For eight years. And that Marina's in a hospital in Milan. So and- she's alive and well, or she's alive. And yeah, talk about a mic drop. Woo! So and Bet, Bet and Kit and Bet just says, there. there's a couple of you. Did you remember like the dialogue of the scene? Because Bet yeah, says, yeah. oh, how's Marina? And 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 he and Count Dracula says something. And Marina said, uh, Bet says, oh, you know, Marina, you know, she had a lot of good friends here. No, she didn't. No. And he's like, no. He and he speaks like some shit. sense. And he was like, actually, no, Americans. she didn't. And who who are you to judge? Who's to say that one lifestyle is better than the other? I mean, I know. He, he's he's speaking some truth. Yeah. Yeah. Bet got some truth from overseas. Well, Marina had to have kind of a last word. It's like we never really got to hear from her. So, you know, in place of her, her husband was like, but wow, Marina with all the secrets, huh? I mean, Marina's going out with a bang. Yeah, she did. Well, plus, who was her girlfriend last season? Right. What was her name? Right. The bougie Les. What was her name? Her. Yes. I don't well, know. She probably didn't know about the husband either. Um, and so then we'll never here's know the because scene I woke up it. to today. It's, uh, Tina's at Alice's house masturbating. By the way, another not so nice guest, <laughs> house guest thing to do. But Mm-mm. she cries. Bet's having a beer. She's sad. She's eating her leftover Chinese food. And here comes Shane again. You stop over. You sit on the porch. You ask her if she wants a cigarette. She says no, but then she grabs one. It's the one and only time I think Bet smokes a cigarette on the series. Yeah, I liked it, though. I did, too. I like loose Bet. I like when Bet lets it all hang out. And then uh, Jenny comes by. Turns out Jenny needs it. My favorite Mia... Because you know it was her. Which what? Which part? Who's that? Where she? Oh hi, hello. No, she said, "Who's that?" You're like, "Oh hey, who's so, that?" So Mia, you know, just like adding a little, like, you know, that wasn't in the script, of course not. And then you see each other, and well, Je- well, this Jenny is the needs beginning. to. Well, Jenny, Jenny's looking for a roommate. Like she's putting she's all LA these Weekly. ads out, and, yeah. and and Shane says we should talk. We should talk, and. Uh, Jenny says, oh, yeah? really? And then Bet, this is what I like. Bet laughs like she has some sort of premonition. Well, yeah, it's like, oh, great. These two are going to be living next door to me. Here we go. Life's, life really took a turn hey, last listen, week. It's never a dull moment with those two. I know. At least you'll have a good time. No, but, it was um, sweet. That's, this is what I mean. This is what I love about this show. It's these moments. And that porch scene was my favorite scene of the whole episode. And... Because it feels authentic. There's something about the friendships, although, like you said earlier, we're all from totally different walks of life, and we're different ages and different stages, and who we are as people, and it's all. It just makes sense. It works. It's just authentic. You believe it. There's just something. It's like this untangible thing. It's not because of this or that. It's just a chemistry thing, and. And, and and they all had it, or we all had it. I think all the characters had it with each other, yeah. But I think yeah. it helped that also we had it with one another. So we could, you know, ping pong off. Yeah. Anyway, I'm excited for um, the roommate experience. Oh, yeah. We get to watch you guys become friends. And I'm excited for that. All of it. I know. Me too. So that was episode two. And that next was week it. we'll be doing episode three. And Pants is back. 
Pants on Fire 2022. Fresh as a daisy. Ready for to the new year. Ready to conquer. Are you trying like the to fill in the dead air? Because I'm just looking at you as you go on and on and on. I was just doing a whole oh. closeout. I don't jump in whenever you want. Mm, no, I was listening. We're dry clean anyway, pair of pants, freshly pressed. They're smelling good. <laughs> They're on the wooden hanger, ready to be worn again. Yeah, we're we're not hung out to dry because that again sounds bad, but we're hung out to, we're getting a fresh, I think, oh, you had us dry cleaned. I had us floating in, on like a clothesline out summer breeze. No, I want my, I want my, my pants Yeah, you want, okay, we're freshly, and, you, you just picked us up from the dry cleaner, everybody. Yeah. Here we go. We're excited to be with you again this year. A lot of big announcements this year, a lot of big, a lot of things to come with pants and we're excited to bring you with us. We love you as always. Alicia, I could just let you prattle, 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 prattle. This has been pants. See? Prattle, 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 prattle. See you next week, everybody. Thank you for listening to Pants, a podcast brought to you by Kate Menig and me, Alicia Haley. Produced by Melissa DeMonts. Please listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow Pants on Instagram at The Pants Pod. Theme song by Carolina Para of the band CSS. Graphics are by Love Fox. 